0: Lock Talk Radio. Come on, 40 people get down, get in the car. Come on, 40 people get down, get in the car
1: i people, get down, get in the groove, burn, remix, up, oh, go make you move. ripping microphones is a habit, I got the fetish, cooling in the crib with the brutes. And that's on the public Loud, giving you something that you can bounce to. Surround, sound, tailor-made, the plan, L-O-R-D, work. L-O-R-D with militia, coming to get you. A vivid 3D picture, D-I, yeah. D-E-V, Mr. Tan,
2: had my girl the mic, Mr. ripped it. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet it's the high stakes fantasy football hour presented by myffpc.com with your hosts eric balkman and dave Gerzak. the high stakes fantasy football hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world and now because no one else was available here are eric balkman and dave Gerzak. let's ride until you feel it let's burn Good Friday to you. Thank you, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special May 15th FFPC Dynasty Rookie Draft preview episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com live from the Gatorade studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Bridgestone Tire, who wants to remind you to make the switch to DriveGuard. Change out your conventional tires to four drive guard run flat tires before the end of the month and get seventy dollars from Bridgestone. For more information, go to bridgestonetire.com. That's Bridgestone Tire. Your Bridgestone journey starts here. Greetings, salutations, and welcome, guys, to and girls to all the Balkaholics and gurzaknatics. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is, of course, the Dizzle Dave Gerzak. Tonight we'll be talking about. What to do, if anything, if you own or are thinking of drafting Tom Brady, as well as answering all your last minute FFPC dynasty questions. And Mike Sheffer, owner of the Return of Ashley and Alley franchise and champ of the 750 number six FFPC Dino League, is here to talk about how he built the squad and give his analysis on the rookie drafts in the FFPC in 2015. Dave. A great, great two-hour show last week covering the Genesis and Revelations drafts. Did you have fun last week? I had a blast. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. We saw some uh, some interesting uh, strategies play out. We saw sort of like the early FFPC ADP. What we didn't see was Don Terminello draft a live team, which was unfortunate.
0: Yep. But he fortunately- said he was sitting by his computer and he didn't
2: know. Oh, well, fortunately for him, he ended up drafting a pretty good team.
0: Yeah, his team's probably better than if he had drafted it.
2: Right. Well, I don't know about that. But John Duckworth, who was also in that same league, had the number one spot, said he was very ill-prepared for the draft, didn't draft a very good team. Now, you said, which team would you rather have this <laughs> year? And you said you'd rather have Donnie T's team. I said I'd rather have Duckworth's team. I think we should make this fun and put five on that.
0: I'll take which, the Donnie T computer-drafted okay, so, team.
2: So you will take the Donnie T computer-drafted team. I
0: trust the software more than Duckworth.
2: And I trust John Duckworth, and I have five on it. I got five. How do you want to do that? Do you just want to do total points for the weeks one to 16?
0: Yeah, whatever. Sure. Okay,
2: we'll do that. All right. So Rob,
0: Donnie uh, T actually manages, manages
2: I'm, sure I, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Rob is our mutual friend or producer and he just marked that down and brought Bryce is our audio engineer. If you guys have any questions tonight uh, for us or for Mike, post them in the chat room. You can also connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash high stakes fantasy football, or excuse me, the high stakes fantasy football, our FedEx inbox is highstakes fantasy football at gmail.com. 347 426 3682 is the uh, call in number if you want to ca- call in and uh, talk with us tonight at HSFFR, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak, all on Twitter. FFPC rookie drafts are starting tomorrow, so we're going to be taking a ton of rookie questions at the end of the show. Uh, If you have any questions about your rookie drafts, where you think certain guys are going to go, strategy, we're going to talk to Mike Sheffer about that. We're also going to answer as many questions as possible uh, later on in fantasy feedback. Let's get to Fantasy Flash and kick things off right away, Dave, with the... Uh, 10,000 pound elephant in the room. Roger Goodell is going to preside over Tom Brady's appeal of his four game suspension, according to Mike Freeman, uh, the N- was NFL reporter. Uh, the NFL PA wanted a neutral arbitrator. Uh, maybe this is Goodell's way of saying, like, hey, I want to make sure that this doesn't screw, you know, we don't screw this up again. And if it does, it's going to be me screwing it up and nobody else. Uh, so we don't know if Brady's uh, suspension is going to be slashed. Uh, We've heard uh, reports that of the legal dream team that Tom Brady is uh, putting together might call Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent to the stand. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Bottom line is all we care about is the suspension. Uh, What are the percentage chances that Brady gets suspended two games when this is all said and done instead of the four?
0: 60%? Uh, I don't really know. I really don't care. Why don't you care? This is is a big thing. This whole thing is stupid. It may be stupid, but as... I mean, just even talking about it. Everyone talks about it, whatever. Who cares? Just wait to see what happens. I don't really. I really... But people are... I care about this, not at all.
2: I understand. But people are drafting right now, and they want to know when They're should not I be drafting
0: Brady in a rookie draft? No,
2: but in in the satellite leagues, the FFPC no, they can has make going. That
0: in. To, they can worry about that then. I'm so not gonna, not, you're you're giving
2: I'm, no analysis. I'm not going
0: to help them out at all.
2: Dave Gerzak. Ref- I don't
0: care to help anyone else.
2: Refusing to jump in to Deflate Gate tonight.
0: Exactly. I don't know. You know, forget it.
2: I like that. It, it, it shows so Goodall. It sh-
0: Goodall brings the whole thing. He, he's <laughs> one who instigates the four game thing, and then he right. effectively he's just floating. What do they call that? Floating a uh, test balloon or whatever. He just floats it out there to see yeah. what the public reaction is. Everything he does is based on public reaction. So I, now it's like, no, I'm going to change. Now I may change it because there's such a backlash.
2: I think that, that you do have something to that. He's you, an idiot. Well, let's switch focus to the rookie drafts and take a question right away from the chat room. Mint, how come Justin Hardy isn't getting more love? Justin Hardy, the new Falcons receiver. How come he isn't getting more love in rookie
0: drafts, Dave? Uh, probably because Julio gets all the targets and then you know Roddy White gets the rest. And then he's going to take on the Harry Douglas role unless you can – subsequently think that Roddy's going to move on after the season or next.
2: But th- those guys are not pinnacles of health, either of them. And they don't have a tight end. They were end.
0: healthy last year for the most part. Yeah, for one year. They were. Yeah, that's why you didn't draft Julio last year. And look at what it got you. Screwed. Remember you were saying about that last year in the preseason. I'm not drafting right. Julio. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. I'm and not wh- going to take him. And, and he was awesome. And yeah. he screwed up. And yeah, I
2: should have. totally healthy. I should have taken him last year. Yes. But now we're looking forward to 2015. You should take him again.
0: All right, so well, you should you should now take him unlike you're, last year. You're
2: totally you're you're off Justin Hardy in in rookie drafts. Not interesting. Not because of Julio. No, but I mean, like you know.
0: Not, yeah, not. Necessarily. I mean, where is he getting picked? Like late, late third. third yeah, I haven't had any. I haven't had any picks that late. But I'm um, probably be looking at Darren Waller, oh, uh, okay. De- DeAndre Smelter. Okay, those types of those like, those types those, of players, those receivers.
2: We have an email later on in the show, kind of related to that. So I want you to save that analysis uh, for later on. Uh, but that is uh, why Justin Hardy is not getting any luck lo- you're su- you're in such a mood tonight i'm sorry. i'm not talking about tom brady justin hardy
0: sucks all right i'm you know what i'll pick it up i'll be better
2: all right well let's move on dave and talk <laughs> about something else you didn't want to talk about tonight tory smith is expected to free up vernon davis to stretch <laughs> the field
0: i'm sorry is just talking about vernon davis at all it's a waste of like 2 minutes
2: uh, this is according to general manager trent balky reported by CSNBayArea.com's matt mayoko uh, Balky says the one thing that really shows up is the way the fields open up with more uh, speed and Torrey being able to stretch the outside. Vernon also has to stretch the field as well. Are you at all on Vernon Davis in a bounce back year for 2015 with the ad addition of Torrey Smith?
0: <laughs> I don't think I can. I mean, he had twenty six passes for two hundred forty five. It was really bad.
2: Touchdowns. It was bad,
0: and, and, it, and he was how he was healthy the whole season. And weren't
2: those two touchdowns like in the first two weeks? Or yeah. The first th- it was bad. I mean, it was really bad.
0: I have him, I have him on a dynasty team, and he's just sitting there, and I don't even know why he's still on the roster. I should I should I mean I feel like I should cut him, but I mean I I don't even know
2: what to do. Would you even look at Vernon Davis as let's say you take like a guy like. Jason Witten, would you back him up with a player like Vernon Davis or is he, you know, quote-unquote off your board in for 2015 redraft? Who is this, Witten? Davis. Would you back up Witten with a guy like Davis? Or are you no. looking even
0: – I would go I would go more for an upside player, I think, behind Witten. I mean, Witten, you're getting the study out. He go with an upside guy.
2: Is this more of like
0: just – and Jenkins, Tyler Eifert, like a guy like that. Like Eifert, who hasn't played well and you know, he's been hurt. Right. That to me is a guy I'd rather have.
2: Is, is this Balky just talking out of his uh, –
0: balky no is this the GM? no or is it's it
2: Balki? trent balky i'm balky okay, he's balky all right um is is this him talking out of his, the sun his the, his, yes. his red and gold 49ers <laughs> colored glasses uh covered face is that is that what this is uh that you know we're just reading too much into this
0: you know who might actually free up a little bit more is bolden the guy who actually gets targets and actually you know not that bolden He's not getting double covered or anything like that. I mean, and he really doesn't get that open at all. He just catches every passage you throw to him. You know, if
2: if people played the drinking game at home, I know of, of every time yes. Gerzak mentioned <laughs> Bolden on the show, they would be drunk a half hour into it. Hey, if you every, want value, every, you draft Bolden. Every single week. <laughs> every single week. Um, moving on, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jerry Jones expressed confidence in the team's overall run game uh, yesterday. Uh, As it stands, Darren McFadden is at the top of their depth chart. Joseph Randall, Lance Dunbar, Ryan Williams, all in the mix, according to DallasCowboys.com. ADPs right now, according to FootballGuys.com, who helped prep this rundown tonight. Darren McFadden in the fifth round, Joseph Randall in the ninth, Ryan Williams in the twelfth, Lance Dunbar in the 14th. Dave, are you at all interested in
0: any of those running backs at those prices there? Oh, that's you know that's a great question. I mean, I would like to get a piece of this running game. I mean, I love the offensive line. I mean, I'd rather have a fantastic offensive line and a crappy running back than right. have the awesome running back and a terrible offensive line.
2: I to- I'm totally with you there.
0: Um, you know, I mean, if I had to make a if I had to pick one, I'd probably take McFadden. I mean, he's the guy that's he's the top of the depth chart. Except to hope he stays healthy. He's got his stiff hips, one cut guy um what if, know, what if what if i would if, actually I would, I would sorry to interrupt but i would I would take i would take mcfadden and randall okay and just go with those two i would actually go with those two and then leave the rest alone exactly what i was gonna say not interested in you know again i know it's it's a
2: double digit round but not interested in dunbar in the 14th i don't even know if ryan williams makes a final roster to be honest with you and so i'm not taking uh, him in the 12th round totally on board with randall in the ninth totally on board with mcfadden in the fifth we saw Good value, in my opinion, last week in the Genesis and Revelations draft with McFadden slipping a little bit. I know he's Darren McFadden. I'm on board given this offensive line. And it, the offensive line just got better with Lyle Collins, too. Remember, he's probably going to be starting at left guard over uh, the guy. I can't even think of his name because he was the weak link last year. Randy something or Ryan or what Rick. Up? I don't know. <laughs> something with an R. Um, Robert, I don't know. So we, we both like uh, Randall and McFadden given where they're going uh, right now. Jacksonville Jaguars running back Denard Robinson will return kicks That's in 2015. Kiss of death. This, according to the GM David Caldwell, That is
0: the kiss of death. If you have him on your team, get rid of him. Trade him for something like a sixth, fifth rounder. If really? PC. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh,
2: what if you? What if you? Um, isn't there something to be said if, like, sort of a mid to late first round pick, and you you know have the possibility of taking Yeldon? Wouldn't you keep Robinson on yeah, your team yeah. until?
0: Yeah, if you have like the six seven or you're trading into it, yeah, that's fine.
2: Um, and it, again, this is Michael DiRocco from ESPN.com reporting this. Um, Robinson, okay, he's he's going. Okay, excuse me. Yeldon is going at, at the end of the eighth round right now in twelve-team PPR leagues. Um, I
0: actually, I mean, I think that that's a little bit. Mistake. I mean, I think. I that, think that's too low. I think that I'm, I think that's a little old. The data's is old.
2: Right, because he should ADP, be going higher. He's
0: going higher. That yeah. data is dumb. That's off. Sorry. Positive attitude. Picking it up.
2: Positive attitude. Indeed. So, uh, Denard Robinson, uh, I, again, I am not interested in, I don't know if you'd be able to get a sixth or seventh round pick in FFPC
0: right now. Where do you, where do you think Yeldon goes around the time of the main event? Like fourth?
2: I was going to say fifth, but I yeah.
0: Think, you know, third, fourth, even third, you know, cause people look at him like a three down back. They'll be like, Oh, is, is even he, even though a, they don't score a ton of touchdowns where they haven't the traditional. Right.
2: Player. Is he an ascendant candidate?
0: Anyone is at I think point. he's
2: on the short list right now. <laughs> he's on the, uh, what do they always do with the Naismith Awards for college miracle, basketball? He doesn't have the miracle
0: metrics we're looking for, but mm-hmm. he's
2: got a shot. He does not, so that's why he's just a semifinalist. <laughs> for the, so we'll announce it right now. TJ Yeldon, 2015 Ascended, semi Third runner-up. Third runner-up. Well, we don't know. Again, we'll, we'll see what happens later on. So this was an interesting uh, blurb uh, from Football Guys today. Personal trainer for Amir Abdullah, Otis Leverett drew a comparison to between Abdullah and Steve Smith. Here's the quote.
0: I really like this. Go ahead.
2: They just don't know that they're supposed to be small. They don't believe in obstacles. The things that other people see as obstacles, they just see as another day at the office. That's Bonaparte. Dave Burkett from the (laughs) Detroit Free Press. You know where Napoleon is today with that attitude? He's dead. He's dead. So don't use that as an example. (laughs) He did accomplish a lot while he was alive. It does not have the ideal size to be a three down back uh, in the pros, but he doesn't mind running bet- between the tackles. He doesn't run away from defenders. Uh, again, he doesn't have the the lower body strength to push a pile or you know break a lot of tackles. But once he gets into space, with you know, which is true of most runners, he can be dangerous uh, and he can be a home run hitter when he gets to that second level. I was not a big Abdullah fan coming into the uh, uh, pre-draft process. You, I think, were so more than I was. Mm-hmm. I think I've warmed up to it a little bit because, and I said a big problem I had with Abdullah was the game I watched him most was that Wisconsin big 10 championship game where mm-hmm. it was a, where, was that when Melvin Gordon went and had 400? Yeah. Guys? I mean, it just crushed it. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, I, and I think that, you know, that's more on me than anything else, but I just can't get that out of my mind. That said, we have the Blake
0: Harrington dynasty rookie draft going on right now. And, and it's go ahead tell them where we're at, where I pick, where I
2: pick seven, I thought. We're at the 107 yeah, right
0: now. one Oh seven. So yeah, seven and yeah. eight and I have the nine and you have the 11
2: and I have the 11. So it's, it's in, in
0: this draft. You take, you trade it up to take,
2: do we want to get into that? Yeah, we can announce that course. trade. So, yeah. so basically my Carrington team, this is awesome. I get to talk about this. My Carrington team, everyone cares a lot of receivers. Uh, my number one running back is Carlos Hyde. My number two is Drake Bell not a great situation to be in. Now, I was drafting at 4, I knew that I would not get Gordon or Gurley there. Uh the team drafting at number 1 needed a receiver, so I ended up trading the 104, the 110 and the 204 to move up to the 101 to take Gurley. He took Kevin White at 104. And I honestly have been walking on sunshine the rest of the yeah, day. I've, I think have been trade. very happy with, with that.
0: He needed receivers badly. So that was a great trade for him.
2: So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of getting that done. Now, as it comes up now, the way that, that our draft went, which I don't think is going to be necessarily completely unlike the FFPC with tight end premium scoring. Uh, it went girly, a uh, Gordon at two. You took Amari Cooper at three. Yep. Kevin White goes at four. Uh, Devontae Parker, five, the sixth was Aguilar. was Aguilar, and so we're right. at the seven. Yeah.
0: yeah, so now it's like we'll see who they take.
2: This is kind of a local.
0: It's kind of a local league, right? So I'm actually surprised these guys are doing pretty well.
2: They're they're doing very well. My bet is is, um, uh,
0: Perriman is the next one off the board. I think I, I think he goes. I don't think so. Who do you think? I think it's either Yeldon or uh, possibly Green Beckham. Uh, Perriman's been going. Oh yeah, I forgot later, about. Like t- you know what? 11. You're right. Green Beckham. Right. That's who I think goes next. Yeah, Green Beckham has traditionally been in the six seven range, and Yeldon's the six seven area. Too. The
2: thing is, like, I don't really like him that much. So I've kind of like wiped him from my mind a little I bit. Like I like him. I like Green. I'll tell you what. If he's there at one eleven, I'd probably take him there.
0: Well, he won't be, don't see. I have too many receivers. Anyway, let's get our guest All right, let's bring on
2: our guest, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. He's been playing fantasy football for 20 years and high stakes for the last 10 years. Now plays exclusively with the Fantasy Football Players Championship and the Football Guys Players Championship. He has no idea on his career winnings, as his wife and kids have spent it all. But I do know he won a good chunk of change in the 750 number 6 FFPC Dynasty League last year. Please welcome into the show from the return of Ashley and Allie, Mister Mike Sheffer. Mike, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, man. How are you guys doing?
2: We're doing excellent. We're uh, we're you know this is our big FFPC rookie uh, preview show, rookie draft preview show, um, we're honored to uh, to have a a champ in our midst. Uh, come on tonight. Uh, this is very exciting stuff. We're all going to learn tonight, I think, is, is, is the main takeaway from having you on, Mike. But before we get into fantasy football, tell the listeners uh, what you do when you're not playing Dynasty fantasy football uh, with the FFPC.
1: Well, I, uh, some people may not love it, but I'm actually in law enforcement. I'm a police officer in uh, the nation's
0: capital, D.C. That's awesome. I love I love cops. Do you do you never said you I do, man. I agree. You know, thank you for your service. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a great profession.
2: I do feel like, I don't think I've ever been to DC in my life. Maybe a, a trip uh, to, uh, you know, a field trip in high school, but I think I would remember that. So I don't think I've ever been there, but you know what? Now, when I go there, I will feel safe and protected. Thanks to great men like Mike Sheffer there.
0: Can, can I tell real quick story? Um, you know, Alex, he's a very staunch conservative, lives in New York right. city and for christmas this year actually he's jewish so it's not christmas for him but for me it's christmas i'll call it christmas he he and his family they brought um like bakery and and christmas uh like cookies and things like that kringles something to the local uh, police station they thank them for the you know for for their service you know because there was all the controversy going on at the time so yeah Yeah. anyway that's my story good
2: thing that's all blown over (laughs) Don't have to deal with that anymore.
0: You're not beating anybody up, are you over there? All right, dude. You don't have, why would you even
2: bring something like that up? Just move move would, on. Move would, on. I'm sorry. I would dude. never we're gonna, do that, we're gonna get into
0: me. fantasy football. All right. So this is uh we're talking about your uh number six seven fifty league here. Sorry Okay. That's just a weird <laughs> night for you in general. What were the major factors in building that squad and uh riding into the cash in week sixteen? Well tell you what last year that's
1: that's actually the first that's the first year I had that team. It was one of the teams that came up for sale, um, and See? I, just, I, liked the, I liked the roster makeup of it. Um, made a couple couple trades that really worked out because I picked up Demarco Murray and uh, Jeremy Macklin kind of cheap, and then got some veteran depth in the uh, in the rookie draft. Uh, and it just it ended up working out pretty well. I will say this: uh, there's you can know a lot about fantasy football, and, and you could be the great the greatest at whatever, but you got to have some luck because I won the championship by less than a point total. And the guy that came in second, his team was 11-0 and for the whole entire year and just had a monster squad. Wow. Yeah. It, so it, it, was, it, it takes a little bit of luck.
2: Well, I mean, uh, you know, given that the championship game uh, Mike was that close. What was, uh, what was that like watching uh, that week 16? game? I mean, was there any plays that sort of sealed it in that last game? It's a two week thing, you know, or two weeks. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. But, well, it's still yeah, the yeah, end was... of, of week 16 though.
0: Right. Yes. Sorry.
1: I can't, <laughs> yes, I, sorry. I don't remember. I don't remember at all. I remember the, that there were some, there were some stat changes and uh, Tim, no- Tim knock was the, uh, was the owner of the other team. And I think he was literally going ballistic on the message boards for the legs. Uh, I could tell he, I could tell he was tearing him up, but it, it, it did come down to the stat changes during the, uh, the beginning of the next week. So it was, you know, you, you get a little, you get a little nervous waiting to see if somebody's going to get another sack or they're going to take away yards, but it ended up being, I think it was 0. 0.8 was the difference for the whole entire two weeks.
2: Wow. That is crazy. That's unbelievable. That that you know something like that comes out we were talking about Carrington today, where I said and I, I went back and checked Dave one victory point away from making the playoffs. This guy that's you, huh? I lost the number one pick by 1.5 just fantasy points on the season.
0: You got screwed. Baby. It's a
2: game of inches. I'm not upset about it. I made my <laughs> I got the one-on-one, I just had to pay a lot for it. Uh Mike, let's uh let's talk about this uh Tom Brady thing. Dave is gonna recuse himself for a minute because he doesn't want to talk Tom Brady at all, but Tom Brady. Is your, no he's your He's your only quarterback uh, on your dynasty squad right now. What kind of a suspension do you think we're going to end up seeing from Tom Brady? Um, you know, at the start of the season, does it get reduced? Does it get overturned completely? And given what we know is his suspension right now, are you making any kind of uh, plans uh, for the four, uh, first four weeks of the season without him?
1: Well, let me let me start with this. I'm just. Kicking the the ass off myself right now because I traded Russell Wilson in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I, I I'm definitely gonna have to pick somebody up. There's a couple guys available in the draft that uh, I think would would fit pretty well for me. And, and if not, then there's definitely gonna be have to have to be a trade because I'm not sold on uh, Garoppolo. But as far as as far as Brady's getting reduced or overturned. I, you know, I get the feeling that uh, everybody's going to dig their heels in on this one. But in the end, I, I think it'll probably get reduced. I think he gets two games because everybody wants to save face. And, the, you know, the NFL doesn't want to completely lose all the power. Um, but I think Kraft's going to put up a fight with this. And, and, Plus Brady's and been looking. Think... <laughs>
0: That's the – you know, <laughs> yeah. the Brady the... – I help. You got a couple of games off on that.
2: Yeah. What if this was Big Ben?
0: Big Ben, eight games.
2: <laughs> just because he looks like
0: a. Because he looks like an ogre. That's right. He does. Do you, you know what? And I'm, like, and I'm from
1: Pittsburgh, um, and I, I agree with you, man. I'm a huge Steelers fan, but Ben is just uh, the dude's just weird looking. So yeah, you, you're, you, you get the nail on the head.
0: <laughs> so uh, you don't you don't have a first round pick uh, in the rookie draft this year, so. if, did you want to give us your uh, honest thoughts on this players tonight? You know, the top 12 guys, unless you plan to trade up into the first round, but whatever, none of those people are listening. Who are some of the rookies you would be looking to target if you had the mid-delayed first-round rookie pick? Kind of like Balky and I do coming up here in this Carrington League. It wasn't an accident that Rob put that <laughs> question. Thanks, Rob. Yep.
1: Well, I I'll I will say this. If I, had, if I had the top pick, uh, especially in the Dynasty League, I would be all over girly. I think uh, I think once he gets completely rehabbed, the kid's going to be an absolute stud. Um, but beyond that, you know, you got your typical players, Cooper and and uh, Kevin White. I heard you guys earlier talking about a couple of them. Though. I think T.J. Yeldon, I think he breaks the uh, Alabama jinx and actually could be something. Because um, I, I just I'm not sold on Denard Robinson at all. I just I just don't think much of him. And along along with that, uh, the kid who went uh, to Philly. Nelson Aguilar I think he's he's going to put up some serious points I think uh, I think Chip Kelly will know how to use him. but you're I mean you're going to see you're going to see Perriman I think and Max Williams probably go pretty early Devontae Parker Um, but my problem with Devontae Parker is is Tannehill I mean it's going to be Landry Getting all those short, intermediate passes, and I'm I'm of the opinion that Cameron's going to have a pretty pretty big year with them too. And the question is, is is Parker just going to be the deep threat that Mike Wallace couldn't be because Tannehill can't get the ball to him? You know, what's I don't know what's going to happen with that, but uh, I, I I really think that uh, I really think Yeldon and Aguilar, if you can get them in the mid to late first round, that they're going to turn out to be something.
2: That and and we're big fans of. Uh... Of Well, for for sure, Aguilar. I think Dave is more so of Yeldon uh, than I am. But uh, two guys that I would definitely be looking to grab in the mid to late uh, first round if they're still there. We're talking with Mike Sheffer tonight on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. He won the 750 number 6 League last year, the return of Ashley and Allie. And Mike, let's talk about Matt Forte because he's on your squad right now. Mark Trussman is now in Baltimore, not in Chicago anymore. Uh, How many receptions do you think – uh, no Tressman uh, means for Forte. How many receptions does that cost Forte? Have you been shopping him around uh, to your league to deal him now, or are you standing firm and and seeing what kinds of offers you get for him?
1: I've had I've actually had a couple offers on him, uh, and I, I didn't care for him. I'm I'm still kind of high on Forte. I think he probably is going to lose. He's probably going to lose thirty thirty five receptions, um, but I think he's going to get some more rushing yardage maybe to make up for it. I, I still think he's got a decent ceiling. I know he's 29, um, but he's in, he's in pretty good shape. He's a big dude. Uh, and he's still the, I think he's the centerpiece of that offense. John Fox loves to run the ball. I know they're going to feed him. Um, and my biggest thing with Forte is he's in that contract year. So at least for this year, I think he's going to be super hungry. I, I think he's really going to have a good year simply because he wants to make that money next year. Um, you know, everybody sees what Demarcus Murray what, what Murray got in the offseason, and then now you got running backs going in the first round again. I think that value is starting to pick up simply because everybody's going to realize soon that all these defenses are starting to become built on defense smaller defensive backs and, and you know, quick linebackers but not as big, uh, people that can be kind of pushed around because everything's cyclical. So I think the running game will – in the next couple of years, I think it'll start to come back. Um, but yeah, I'm still high on Forte, man. I I don't I don't have any plans to deal home unless somebody uh, knocks my socks off.
2: <laughs> but that's known as the bulky strategy of just riding these running backs right in, a, in the ground like an old car dave
0: yeah that's
2: how i treat my running backs I'm, you, I'm and you do it. have an old car <laughs> i do have an old car that you know you know what i'm doing <laughs> you don't want to part I'm, with it either i'm riding it into the ground <laughs>
0: no so i'm I'm definitely on board with uh, bulky was te- texting me last week about your car technically my wife was his wife was trying to get him to upgrade the whole family to upgrade because they have another kid now And bulky, just he can't get rid of it.
2: It's not, we don't need, we're not going to get into this on on air,
0: but (laughs) we don't need another vehicle. End of story. Move on. (laughs) So, as we head into FFPC rookie drafts tomorrow, Mike, are you the type of dynasty player who likes to stockpile picks or are you trying to deal them away because you feel they're overrated? Like uh, Mr. Rick Road on RotoViz would say. Yeah. Uh,
1: You know, honestly, I think they are, I think they are somewhat overrated. I kind of like to take the strategy of, uh, trading some of the picks for for good veteran players who are maybe now currently studs uh, trying to flee some of the guys that just really like to, to do the drafting and then I, I do like to kind of pick up some some third fourth fifth round picks because there's always going to be some veteran players that you can get for depth um, last year I picked up Jonathan Stewart and Steve Smith and in, in super late rounds, like sixth or seventh round, and they're not, you know, they're not going to be studs, but there's going to be injuries, there's going to be bye weeks, and especially in dynasty, it's a long season. You want to pick up when well, you want to pick up points where you can, um, but at the same time, you look at my team. It's it's a pretty veteran team. They probably only got maybe another year or two, and and then you got to start trading off some of those some of those uh, studs to start to recoup the picks because you're, you're going to, you know, your team's going to start to go downhill and you're going to have to rebuild it. But for the most part, I kind of like to, to trade off a lot of those picks. If people want to pay for them, then they're more than welcome
2: to have them. From the return of Ashley and Ali, it's Mike Sheffer on the show tonight with uh, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. And, and Mike, uh, we, we touched on Tannehill Uh, A little bit earlier, he's got a lot of weapons this year. And one of those weapons is a guy you think is going to have a big season in Jordan Cameron. I'm not going to pinpoint you and ask you for a final stat line for receptions, yardage and touchdowns. But if you want to give it, that's fine. But I would like to know where you think he finishes among tight ends this year. Is he a top five guy? Is he a top three guy? Uh, Where do you see Cameron finishing among the tight ends?
1: i tell you what, everything I see um, that people are putting out, it's it's. You know, around number 10, number 11, I think Matthew Berry had him at 10 or 11, and, and a lot of the ESPN guys did as well. Um, I, I got him top five. I really do. Um, I still think Grant, uh, Gronk and, and Graham are, you know, at the top of the list, and I really like Travis Kelsey a lot. And I got Cameron right after that. Um, I, I The fact that they that they've got some decent receivers – uh, Lamar Miller's picking it up. I think oh, that's just going to open up the middle for Cameron. Now the question is, you know, is the dude going to have another concussion from a, a strong windstorm? Um, you know, the next time he takes a hit. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for big things from Cameron this year. I
0: really am. So actually, you know, continuing on with the uh, tight ends, uh, we have a question from the chat room. And we're talking redraft now. So in a tight end premium redraft league, like let's say you're playing an FFPC classically. Or the Football Guys Players Championship. Like that as well. Uh, what are you thinking? I mean, you talked about some of the guys, that you like, at the top. Would you be looking at taking a premium tight end early, or would you kind of wait, or what would you do there? If I was
1: – if I had the first pick and Tom Brady was not suspended, I would take Gronk. Um, because of, you know, FFPC scoring, I think it's important – and if you look at the tight ends, to me, there is, there is a top tier of them, and then I think it drops off. Uh, and I think the difference in points between that top tier and, and the lower group is going to be a much greater difference than a top tier wide receiver and, a, and a, you know, the next step down wide receiver. So to answer that question, I take Gronk number one overall. Uh, that's if Brady's not suspended after that. Probably, not, I'm probably not taking a tight end until the second or third round because I think it does start to drop off a little bit. And I'm, I do have some concerns about Graham in Seattle, whether or not he's going to get all the catches. But uh, yeah, just you know, the whole the whole Brady thing's really kind of screwed that up for me.
2: You know, we we have uh, uh, Mike. I'm just looking at this by some sort of dumb luck. We have a question from the chat room that almost mirrors one of the emails that we have in. Uh, Oh, no, excuse me. It's an email for us. So we will answer this later (laughs) on in the show. But I'll ask Mike uh, right now. Uh, Sports betting man, of course, Lance Turbis, our our good friend, he wants to see if you can rank these guys, I'm assuming for dynasty purposes, since they're all uh, rookies. Um, TJ Yeldon, Amir Abdullah, Tevin Coleman, uh, how you would rank those three guys. And then Brett Perriman, Brett Perriman, Brashad Perriman, Doriel Green Beckham, and that dude from Indy. I assume he means Philip Dorsett. So those three receivers, let's handle the running backs first in Yeldon, Abdullah and Coleman. What order would you have them in?
1: I've got Yeldon definitely at the top. Um, If, if, if Detroit's going to stick with the same offense and Abdullah's going to fill that, that Reshy, that Reggie Bush role. uh, I like Abdullah Uh, to me. He was, he was pretty healthy and, uh, at Nebraska, I think he's going to have a pretty good fit in that offense. The thing with Coleman to me is, they've got so many running backs down there. Um, you know, you got Devontae Freeman and Anton Smith, and now you're adding another one to the mix. And it, it you know, I want to have someone who's going to be that stud, or that, you know, that it, at least a third-down back plus uh, 200 carries, something along those lines. And that's the only thing that concerns me about Coleman. Uh, as far as the receivers go, if Perriman can hold on to the ball, I think the kid's going to do well in Baltimore. Uh, there's, you know, you got Max Williams there filling the tight end roll and you got Steve Smith, but there's no there's no big target there as far as a wide receiver goes except for Perriman. I think he's probably going to have a pretty bright future. Um, uh, Doriel Green-Beckham, I don't know if it's because I'm a cop or what, but I, I just assume he's going to get arrested for doing something stupid. Um, so he's he's pretty much off my list. So you can go That's ahead and put awesome. Dorset second if you want.
2: I like it, you know. But listen. Well, you can't there, go against your principles, man. There has been some run-ins that DGB has had with the law enforcement. Who is a better expert on that than law enforcement themselves? We get the luxury of having... Not only somebody in law enforcement, but also a pretty darn good fantasy footballer on the well, show. Un- too.
0: Unfortunately, he's not a district attorney because they dropped all those charges. Well, we'd have to get right. Jack Hahn to talk about see, all that. This is, see, the officer does <laughs> a good job. He, does, he right. arrests them, and then the DA drops the charges and just screws
2: it all up. Let's get to an email here from Richard in Overland, Missouri. Uh, he writes, Hi, Mike. Do you believe if you manage – I think you touched on this earlier. Do you believe if you manage your team well in high-stakes dynasty that you can compete every year without rebuilding – Or is that a myth? Thanks, Richard in Overland, Missouri. Richard, thanks for the email. Mike, um, I think you alluded to it earlier. You think that um, you can ride out a certain core of players, but at some point you're going to have to switch out those veterans for some picks and start rebuilding your squad, right?
1: Yeah, I I think you do. I think the only way you can avoid that is if if you're in a league full of uh, of rookies or a league full of idiots, basically. Um, If you're in a league of competent people, Out of those 12 owners, let's say you've got 10 guys that are, you know, they know what they're doing. They put the time and effort into it. Uh, You're going to have to rebuild at some point in time. You, you, you've, you have a core group. They're all going to get old. They're all going to get hurt. It's just going to happen naturally. It happens to everybody. You're going to have to get younger at some point in time. It's no different than, than any NFL team basically. So yeah, I, I think you have to rebuild eventually.
0: Kind of like a
2: marriage. You have to rebuild your marriage at, you get, at some point? You, you you, yeah. You, you, you <laughs> have that wife for five or six years, trade her in for a newer model. Well, a little longer. Well, so I'm, I'm just looking at this running. This is
0: actually just really rich people. I'm looking at stuff. running back shelf life. I'm Multi-millionaires, this is what they do. I understand. So people it makes, like if it makes, me.
1: If it makes you feel better, like any good cop, I've been divorced. Um, so I did trade it in for a better model, and, and the, the, the newer model was worked out much better. So, yeah. I, well, that's good to hear. To Glad to hear.
2: Hour. I'm all about happiness on the show. Exactly. Whatever it takes to be happy. <laughs> uh, a guy that could make uh, Dynasty owners happy this year is who Ed from Fort Yates, uh, North Dakota, is writing about. He writes, hey, is Jay Ajayi damaged goods in rookie drafts, or can he be studly for a few years as long as he stays as healthy as he was last year at Boise State. When is the reward worth the risk? Thanks for the email, Ed. What do you think about Jay this year, Mike?
1: I think he's worth it. Um, you run into some of the same issues that they talked about with Eddie Lacy, with, with his foot. Uh, you know, is it damage? Is he only going to last a couple years? Um, the question is, how much playing time is he going to get? Uh, Is he going to get any goal line carries, anything along those lines? Uh, You know, yeah, he's worth it, but I'm not, I'm probably not looking at him in the first three rounds uh, just because I'm I'm personally not that high on him. Uh, But if he's not, you know, if he's not damaged goods, I I think there's some upside there, but I don't think it's, I don't think there's a huge ceiling for him.
0: All right. I have have two questions here, Balky. Okay. Is this what the, Gurzak off the cuff question. Yeah, I'll do that one last. I'll okay. Read. So <laughs> so give us one player that you're really going to make sure you want to have on as many teams as possible this year. This is, this redraft, is redraft, redraft purposes. Yes, yeah. For redraft. And one player you're going to avoid at all costs. Um,
1: if, you know, one guy that I really want on my team, <clears throat> excuse me, one guy that I want to have is probably Odell Beckham. After what he did last year and, you know, missing, I think it was the first four games of the season. Uh, this kid has just got potential all over the place. And with that offense, I think it's going to be refined. Uh, You know, if Victor Cruz comes back at all, it's going to help him as far as, you know, maybe draw a little bit of coverage. Um, You know, and along those lines, I would probably take Antonio Brown as well, too. And some of that's because I'm from Pittsburgh. But the dude's just consistent. He just does it every single game. Uh, And it's hard for me to get away from. And I'll give you one more. And this is kind of a shot in the dark. If he comes back and he's pissed off and wants to prove to everybody how good he is, I think Adrian Peterson is one of those guys. But AP, you know, it, it, it could go completely south with him you know, because of the situation up there. But I think he'll probably come out uh, just strong out the gate and you know, try to prove to everybody that he's the best running back in the game right now. So he's, he's another one that's, that's uh, definitely crept up my list. As far as guys that I'm staying away from, i tell you one guy that uh, that I uh, I just don't understand why he went there is uh, Julius Thomas going to Jacksonville. I, just, <laughs> I have no interest whatsoever in him now. I think he'll be very overrated. Uh, and then anybody from the Cleveland
0: Browns. Um, <laughs> the whole team, which we've said. It yes, we, we, doesn't said matter
1: that. who they are. I don't want anything to do with them because that place is a mess
0: they're banished. John, Johnny football just had 10 weeks of rehab. He's back, and he's better than ever. He's, did you uh, did you read, Balky, that he's moved to a new- um, Yeah, a, gol- he, a golf- uh, Golf course community. Yeah, yeah. He got rid of the downtown condo, and now right. he's living with the old folks in the golf course. He's just moving the party, baby. Yeah. Moving it to the golf course. <laughs> Randy Moss used to live on a golf course Man, you, well. you,
2: you can't take Manziel out of the downtown. <laughs> the downtown follows Manziel. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something, Mike. Uh, follow I still up. have my question. I know. I understand that. Okay, sir. Um, I understand that. Um, <laughs> but what I did want to ask you was- um, when you talked about Beckham and Brown, would you take either of those guys? If you had the first pick uh, of like a football guys draft, would you take either of those guys? Number one overall. And if not, how high would you take them in the first round?
1: I, I mean, as of right now, I I would lean towards yes. Um, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't say for sure. Uh, just cause I've always liked running backs. I'll tell you this right now. My answer to to your question before about who I had to have, it would have been Levy on Bell if he wasn't a freaking pothead. Um, he would have been he would have been my guy right out right out the gate. Um, but as far as Beckham and Brown, to me, definitely top five, easily. Um, Beckham, I you know he has. So I think there are concern Some concerns he might get nicked here and there. But uh, if he does anything close to what he did last year i mean the, the kid's gonna score huge points and like i said brown is just so consistent so yeah definitely top five for me
0: so here's my off the cuff question you know balky has never seen the movie heat and why do we keep bringing this up every single episode well, so, say, have you seen the movie heat i assume oh yeah of course a police officer has seen the movie heat i mean the gun battles are amazing right isn't it tell tell balky how he should see this movie
2: <laughs>
0: if I, i'm not
1: sure if if uh I'm not sure how you qualify as a man if you haven't seen heat. I mean, it's yeah.
0: Just- thank oh, you very man. much. Take, the, exactly. Taking, That's exactly what I'm talking about. I appreciate that. You know,
2: normally I would just say, ah, whatever. It's but, like a 10-minute gun battle. If I'm having a police officer take my man card away, I know that there's a problem on my end now. So I'm I'm all about it. Uh, Mike Sheffer was our guest tonight on the high-stakes fantasy football hour. He is looking to defend his 750 number six FFPC Dynasty League title. The rookie draft starts tomorrow. Best of luck to you this season, Mike. I, I know uh, you don't pick, I think, until the last pick of the third round. Eh, maybe you make a deal to, to move up. Either way, you got picks in the rookie draft and you're going to be competing again. Best of luck and should thanks we, for coming on the real show. Real quick, should oh, we yeah. say
0: bye to your daughters, your team name? Is that because of Ashley? Oh, yeah, Allen? yeah, right? Yeah, it's my, my two kids, yeah. All right, so, you know, oh, God bless answer. your daughters. Um, you know, have a great season. And thank
2: you for all your work uh, on the force, even though, you know, we're we're in Appleton, Wisconsin, a, a, a couple of stones throws away from Washington D.C., <laughs> but we appreciate uh, uh, all the work you do and uh, definitely respect uh, the line of work you've chosen. So, thank you so much, Mike.
1: All right, guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. you guys. Have a good one.
2: Thank you. Thank you. We will. Mike Sheffer, the return of Ashley and Allie, the FFPC uh, 750 number six uh, dynasty title holder, defeating Tim Knock, who actually plays in a lot of FFPC dynasty uh uh leagues and formulated a dominant team last year an undefeated squad that he took down in the title what's so funny
0: <laughs> brothers am May- just quoted heat there's this <laughs> oh it's
2: okay I gotta watch heat
0: <laughs> it I'll tell you what I can't t- even get over
2: tomorrow night all right tomorrow night I it's first of all I'd
0: like to do the imitation by chance it.
2: it's my father-in-law's birthday today we're gonna go out to this Mexican restaurant tomorrow to celebrate after that we're gonna I'm gonna put the kids to bed I'm gonna watch heat And then the season finale of SNL is on. So my Saturday is planned. Thanks to all you jerks (laughs) who keep teasing me about that. Enjoy the movie. Text Uh,
0: text me afterwards. Kentucky
2: fantasy football state championship uh, podcast host, Bob Butterfield, also calling me out on Twitter for that too, you know, which I I just got to see it at this point, ladies and gentlemen,
0: just two hours of your time,
2: two hours of my time. Let's move on to the last 17 minutes of your time on this show.
0: Val Kilmer is not even fat in that movie. He's like a skinny Val Kilmer.
2: Fantastic. I look forward to that. Does he have a weird ass though?
0: That's fine. Is, is the question. I, I don't know if I if I Does he it.
2: look does he have ogreish <laughs> looks? He's fine to him. All right, Rob, play it. a question for eric dave or tonight's guest send them a tweet at hsff hour on twitter email the show at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com post it in the chat room during the broadcast hashtag your tweet with hsff or just smack eric in the head that's highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com or at hsff hour on twitter Every thief, every little 16 minutes of Fast and Furious FFPC Dynasty rookie draft questions. Let's go rapid fire. If you got them in the chat room, Dave will uh, be sure to write them down word for word, and we'll ask them
0: later on. Right, Dave? Oh, I'm writing it down, Balky. Dale in
2: College Station, Texas. I pick at the 108 in my rookie draft and am torn on who to take. Which way would you go, Abdullah or Coleman? Much obliged. That's Dale in College Station, Texas. I think you're going to say Abdullah over Coleman.
0: You know, I'm going to say Coleman, actually.
2: This surprises me. Go ahead.
0: I think Coleman has a better shot to take the job immediately.
2: For Dynasty, though.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I,
2: You'd rather have Coleman?
0: It's, it's kind of close, actually. Yeah, I
2: think it's because um, of the supporting cast in Atlanta. You don't like Freeman at all. You I don't like Freeman. Antone Smith at all.
0: Better offense.
2: You like the offense, yeah. He's got
0: the – you know, Coleman has stiff hips, but he's a good one cut back. So –
2: I think, you know, and again, this is this is totally opposite of what I said, but for the landing spot, and, and again, I think that the biggest thing, I don't say this enough on the show, ladies and gentlemen, the smartest people in fantasy football are the people that realize that they have a lot to learn. The smartest people are the ones that realize that they don't know everything. And even though my own proclivities to staying away from Amir Abdullah before the draft um, still exist within me as far as, you know, Participating in my own rookie draft right now, I think the stuff I've read, what I've heard, I think I've turned the tide on Abdullah, and I think I'm willing to risk if I, you know, if I have the choice between Abdullah and Coleman, I think I'm taking Abdullah over Coleman. Just be and and again, it's it's not like I'm letting everybody else decide for me. Sometimes I just realize, look, there's there's holes in my logic here. I might be missing something. It is very close. Actually,
0: you know, I just looked again. It was pretty close for me. I just looked at the draft spots again. Abdullah went fifty fourth. Coleman went seventy first. So I'm back on Abdullah. You know, and honestly, it's like, I know that's kind of stupid. It's like, oh, I get that. It's like, you know, dude, the NFL, they spoke. The the NFL has has spoken. Sorry. Yeah. So that's it. I'll take Abdullah. I'll take Abdullah over. Although, interestingly enough, Coleman is going ahead of him in in, uh, rookie drafts according to the ADP I have.
2: Okay. So there you go. So it is very tight. Dave would say Abdullah. I would agree. I've already reversed my position. Thirty seconds later. Stay tuned for later on in the show. And Dave says Coleman again. Yep. At uh, 956. Will in Stryker Ohio. If you guys could have only one receiver from this draft after the top four, would you want Paraman or a goaler? A goaler? Aguilar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, actually, I like Paraman better myself. Yeah, I, I know that the system is so great. Yeah. It seems to me like Chip Kelly's just trading his way and flipping and flopping around. Like three years from now, he's gonna be back in college, like. Oh, hell, that was stupid. <laughs>
2: I didn't like being <laughs> I, in the pros. That could be. I like Agu- uh, Aguilar better uh, than Perriman just because I, I feel like he's just more of a polished guy, and I think that the opportunity he's going to have in that Philadelphia offense where they run 17,000 plays every game, I, I just like that a lot better. He's just he's, he's more advanced than Perriman. He doesn't fight the ball like Perriman does. He doesn't have the drops that Perriman does. Now, he doesn't have Paraman speed either, and he probably doesn't have Paraman's ceiling. But so, I, He doesn't
0: have his size. He doesn't have his height. right. He also, he went to, but US, he's not he, short, he by the U, way. He went to USC. He, he's six, coming like, from the Marquise
2: something. Lee superfan number one.
0: I, I got him at value in the late <laughs> second all the time last year. But I'll, he, just wait, this is only his second year. You know, Robert Woods has been a bust, right? Marquise Lee did a little something, but not right. much. That's because they overdrafted Blake Boris, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, I, I
2: think they're both very good. I would rather have Aguilar.
0: That's fine. That's, I, mean, I think for the system, I think as a rookie, he's going to do better than Perriman. Herman, though, I mean, they've lost like how many targets? Two hundred and some targets that team lost, uh, and and the, now you have Trustman who throws the sixty percent of the time, as our mutual friend Rob just pointed out. Yeah, what what, is, what does everybody and else Steve do? Steve Smith is so old. I mean, he fell off the cliff last year after week ten.
2: What's the context on that what? with with the Ravens throwing it or Trustman throwing it sixty percent of the time? I thought that that's sort of like sixty percent was sort of the standard. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, I think it's like fifty-five.
2: Okay. Well. Well, I, I guess that 5% is a sizable difference when you're talking about fantasy production. So yeah. there is something to be, which is just more reason to take Justin Forsett,
0: <laughs> right? I totally agree, actually. Yeah. All right, there you go. And
2: Max Williams.
0: Justin Redraft. Okay. Well, and actually, they, they like Max Williams. He ran a, a bad 40, so I think he's getting a little bit drafted. I think he's, uh, might be right. Uh,
2: uh, I think I screwed this up because this question is addressed to Ashley and Allie. So I probably should ask Mike this. Uh interesting email here, Dave. I'm gonna read this word for word. Jonah Hill is out there in my FFBC Dynasty League. Where would you guys take him? I need to trade to. Great show, guys. Name and location purposely, purposefully withheld. Jonah Hill, apparently a free agent in this FFBC Dynasty League. Now, unless you get points for Oscar nominations or uh, teen sex romp comedies, I'm from Jonah Hill. Josh Hill, on the other hand, <laughs> I actually do kind of
0: like. By the way, Josh Hill available in Carrington right now.
2: He is available in Carrington. I thought about that. But the thing is, in Carrington, um, to me, I think that tight ends, you can get tight ends. I never really thought that that was a problem before, so I'm probably not drafting him there, spoiler alert. But in the FFPC, one and a half uh, points per catch, is Josh Hill a first-round pick for you in there? If you're drafting at the 111 or 112, would you take Josh Hill there?
0: I would consider him at the late, that late area. I yeah. probably, I'm such a rookie horror walkie, I would probably have to pass though.
2: Let's play. Can we play a, uh, would you rather with, uh, with Josh Hill real quick? Uh, Would you rather get a massage from a man or surgery from a female doctor? Would you have sex with Cleveland if it meant you could have sex with Angelina Jolie? Who would you rather do? What would you guys rather be? Who would you rather start a small business with? Who would you rather have sex with? Do you want breakfast or would you rather chew on your own ass as usual? What? All right, Dave. Would you rather have Josh Hill or the new nickname for David Johnston, David Johnson, the plumber hamster?
0: Okay, so this is FFPC.
2: Yeah, remember when plumber we were, hamster? Yeah, so terrible. We got that was from uh, I I forget his name on Twitter. He's always chiming in. Mino kid, I want to say on Twitter said because sure. we were looking for nicknames. Yeah. He said Schneider or What's, the plumber hamster.
0: I think Schneider's pretty. I good. like
2: plumber hamster better.
0: You I, like Schneider? I think, I think Schneider. I mean, because that's you know, was that one day at
2: a time? Uh, what was show, it really?
0: What, what show was that from? Is that one day at a time? I
2: don't. I don't know. You PC. listen. You would be. Yes, um, I'm old. <laughs> Well, you've already said on this show, like sort of like seven, late 70s and 80s TV is your, you know, forte. It is. It is? All right. Do you want to call him Schneider?
0: No, I mean, it is my forte. Oh, all right. I, I don't know. I'm I'm finding Schneider plumbing here on the Google uh, search. Uh, well, then
2: uh, let's switch to the plumber hamster for God's sake. We've got to pick one.
0: I'll take uh, I'll take Johnson.
2: So you take the plumber hamster over Josh Hill. So I got to go deeper. Okay. Uh, Josh Hill. I like, or... I like Johnson. He's, the only thing that's bad about him is he's old. Josh Hill or Rashad Green?
0: I'll take Hill.
2: Josh Hill. Well, I don't know how deep I got to go. Don't give me that. Josh Sorry, Hill. Sorry, not
0: Matt Waldman. Waldman, Josh- Waldman loves
2: Rashad Green. Sorry, not me. Either. Josh Hill or Marcus Mariota? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll take Hill. Josh Hill or. Quarter- quarterbacks are. You know, okay. No. Well, okay. Just let me go to the crumb de la crumb of quarterbacks then. Josh no. Hill or Jameis Winston? Hill. Hill, no, no, no. Okay. So Josh Hill or Max Williams?
0: Uh I'll take Max Williams. I actually. would
2: too. I'm actually I've agreed with you on everyone except for Winston.
0: I'd rather have Winston
2: than than Hill.
0: What a shocker. Yeah, well, whatever.
2: Uh let's move on here. We only you have know, actually
0: to be honest with you, and I I know I, I'm I hate to say this, but yeah, you know, Sheamus. as much as I don't like him as a crab stealer and uh the other thing that he did, which he did. Um why don't he, make he, he up listen? I know we make up
2: stuff on this show all the time. Don't Start. Don't stir that I, pot.
0: I feel pretty good that, pretty confident that he did that. No comment. It took her a whole month to identify him. and Then what she did, anyway. So he has potential. He really does have potential. He's a pro-ready quarterback. He's not going to rush the ball, but he's got great weapons. He's got Sperian Jenkins, Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson. I kind of like him actually. I kind of like him in redrafts, honestly. Remember Cam Newton as a rookie? He came out. No one wanted him. Nineteenth yeah. round in redraft. Twentieth round in redraft. He was awesome. I might
2: be taking Sheamus in some D. Did Kenny Bell go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the he, draft? He did. They are talking about him in the slot a little bit. Would you rather have Josh Hill or Kenny Bell?
0: I'd rather really have like Hill, yeah. Okay, I
2: agree. Um, moving on, Dave. Hi, Dave and Balky. This is from Scott in Nashville, Tennessee. Hi, Dave and Balky. Who is your favorite running back sleeper from this year's class that I can get after the 204?
0: Running back sleeper in this Running year's back class.
2: sleeper this year's class, and he has to be going after the 204. Do you have the list there?
0: Yeah, I have an ADP. Um, let's let's assume that Duke Johnson and David Johnson are both gone. And, and Jahi, those are all, they're like 15, 16, and 17, the ADP I have. Um, well, next, that would
2: be after the 204.
0: Yeah, I mean, like 17 is the 205, if, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I so can count. Whatever, if you want to be really technical. <laughs> so, I mean, the next guy that's being drafted at running back is David Cobb. Um, obviously, Sankey did really poorly. After that, I mean, I do like Buck Allen. I don't mind him at mm-hmm. all. And then you have uh, Matt Jones, Washington, uh, the the D uh, the uh, the GM uh, in the Redskins. He's compared to Marshawn Lynch, which I don't really get because Marshawn ran a four four something. 40. Okay, I'm going to make and it. Matt Jones ran a four six. But other than that, he thinks he's like beast mode. i that, that's that, that's that alcoholic guy. I
2: like, was just going to make an insensitive yeah. comment. You sort of teed me up for right, it. Go ahead. No, so uh, yes, he he compared Matt Jones to Marshawn Lynch, and we already know this guy is. I know what I'm like when, when I'm drinking and this guy, it's not like he quit drinking. If you read the ESPN yeah, the magazine article,
0: the article is great. Still drinking What's beer. His name Scott. Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. You should read that. Wrong. <laughs> Isn't
2: that the McLaughlin? Yeah. Group yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that? Wrong. Yeah. Well, okay.
2: He says, he says Matt Jones is like Marshawn Lynch.
0: Wrong. Wait, let me compare this guy to green Beckham. I mean, green Beckham still got drafted 41st, 41st or 40th.
2: Um,
0: like 41st, 40th overall. Yeah, no, yeah,
2: no, that's probably right. Took yeah. the
0: whole year off last year. Right. And he still gets drafted that early. They, yeah. You know, they did trade down. It was 40th inning. So this guy, dude's an alcoholic. He's still drinking. Yeah. And he still gets a GM job. So he must be a talented GM. That,
2: now you're making a good point. So there you here. go. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, so this okay. guy knows who
0: he's talking about. Matt Jones, that's your pick.
2: Okay, so I'm going to steal my sleeper from <laughs> a guy that you loved pre-draft, and now I like after that. Buck Allen, baby. Yeah. So um, Buck drafted by Baltimore. This is, um, you know, Mark Tressman, I'm sure, had a say in what running back they draft. Lorenzo Talaferro did not exactly start off with a Hall of Fame type season last year. Well, Justin Forsett. He doesn't
0: fit that system as much.
2: Doesn't really fit the system. Justin Forsett, 30 going on 40 right now. He's about
0: as unpedigreed or non-pedigreed of a back as you can be.
2: Tressman throws to the running backs. They draft Buck Allen. Who He's had, a good pass catcher. Yeah. I mean, like, I think... Here. And I'm telling you, he's going after the 204. I think you could get some 2015 value from Buck Allen at some point this All season. Right, so, so that's that's where I stand uh, on that question. Dave, last one here. Benny in Roseburg, Oregon. By the way, thanks uh, to the email from Scott in Nashville. Benny in Roseburg, Oregon. Best use of a th- pick in the third round or later. Go. <laughs> so third round or later. Not Not saying any position here. Okay. Quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. I'm going to eliminate tight end. There's no tight ends I like third round. Well, I'm
0: going to talk about a couple wide receivers. I mean, at the early part of the third round, Tyler Lockett's going at the very end of it, uh, end of the second, early third. Uh, the Seahawks gave up the equivalent of the 27th overall pick to move up to that spot. And according to Bill
2: Bill Barnwell from Football yes.
0: Outsiders, yeah, uh, yeah, and Grantland, uh, Bill and Barnwell, Grantland. he made that Grantland beat. like that site's ever going to make it. <laughs> so yeah so they they paid a ransom and they've talked about him more as a returner than a, than a wide receiver but there's been talk as well about him being what they wanted to get out of percy harvin and uh you know russell wilson i mean lynch is old they might open the offense up a little bit more i like lockett i don't i mean i know i'm a metrics guy so i gotta like i gotta talk about chris conley a little bit i know that alex smith can't throw the ball deep or maybe just debo was so slow that but, he just chose not to okay yeah but conley i mean his combine performance was unbelievable. And I, that the, this was a thing from a college football metrics. They talked about a, a guy his size and his speed. There's only been four players in the NFL that have, that have been his size and his speed. That's Conley, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, and, you know, Chaz Shillins, who didn't quite pan out. Yeah, no, he did not. God, so, I forgot about that guy. So anyway, but I mean, Captain I mean, Lower remember, Leg Injury. I, I remember back in the old W Cup days, everybody was like, Shillins, I got Shillins. And then he was terrible for all yeah. those years. But Conley, I mean, you can get him cheap, man. He's costs almost nothing. He's likely to start. I mean, you know, why wouldn't he start? You have Mathlin on one side and literally no one else on the other side. Who knows? I mean, in a couple years, he's still going to be a young player. They might have a new quarterback. They might have a new system. Who knows? But but Conley and Cobb are second rounders, are they not? They're late. I mean, that's early third, late second, early third. So I mean,
2: because I like Cobb at that point, I just thought he was a second
0: round pick. David Cobb? Yeah. Yeah, he. is. What other Cobb? Is yeah, there? no, but I'm, I'm talking about I was talking about Lockett and Conley. That's they're uh, going in the early third. Okay. I didn't realize Conley was going that late. Okay. If you want someone who's really a, a deeper type sleeper, I think Ty Montgomery. I was just Packers, thinking about him. He's, he got drafted in the third round. Yeah. Yeah. By the white-haired guy. Ted Thompson.
2: So here's the <laughs> thing I will say about third and fourth round rookie picks. Number one, I'm I never trade for them, and I try to get rid of them. This is obviously in our Blake Harrington league. Oh, speaking um, of
0: that, by the way, Golden Eagles is posing the draft room right now. Oh, exciting.
2: We could get a Carrington pick live <laughs> on the air. Could happen. That's exciting. So, you know, I'm not using those picks. If I do have third and fourth round picks, what I'm doing as much as possible is I am taking as many running like flyer running. Yeah, maybe somebody gets hurt, but that's the quickest way to yeah. an opportunity. Yeah.
0: There you go. Josh Robinson, Cameron artist. Josh man. Robinson,
2: I love. Yes,
0: yeah. SEC backs, man. Yep. SEC backs. Just throw them up against the wall and see what's-
2: what else would be great. Hmm. Buck Allen. <laughs> I've been a big fan of thank him. Uh, Dave, that is going to do it for uh, for this week's show. I want to uh, thank Mike Shefford for coming on. What a great interview. Good, good guy uh, as well. Yeah. I want to thank uh, Bridgestone Tire, uh, Gatorade, FedEx, the FFPC, uh, of course, our Rob, engineer Bryce. And uh, of course, all of you listeners, this show would be uh, nothing without you guys. So uh, big ups to you for tuning in and spending your Friday night with us. That's awesome. Next week. You better get your popcorn ready because Troy Kelly, the 750 FFPC Dynasty Number 4 champ, is uh, going to be joining us on the show. He'll tell us about his rookie draft. He'll tell us about uh, how you win Dynasty Leagues at the FFPC. That will be very exciting. What a great show. What a great weekend. Good luck in your rookie drafts. Your weekend officially starts now. just that my kind of this has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.